Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mercedes. You guys know her. You love her. And we haven't seen each other for, what, like two months at this point? Like, Oh, my gosh. Has it been that long? I was trying to think of the last time I saw you, and then... Oh, no. Wait, it was, was at your apartment. Night. It was at the Chicago night. So that was March 13th. Yes, it was when we actually <laughs> Instagram lived for the first and only time. And it was the Shaw's episode where MJ and Reza got into it. Okay, so we didn't think, I mean, obviously we knew we were going to have fun that night, but we weren't going yeah. to Eric Green in Chicago. So we were both really about hurt about that. But then plot twist, yeah, us going live and ending up somehow getting Shaw's Sunset live on my TV, downloading YouTube TV. Yeah. <laughs> watching it in real time, the two of us just had like simultaneous jaw dropping moments throughout the entire time. <laughs> oh, it was really, it was a really good episode though. This season's been really good just because it's been so intense. All of the drama between Reza and MJ and then Mike getting involved and Tommy getting involved, like it's nuts. It's really nuts, but it's also kind of bringing me down a little bit where now I'm like, there's criminal lawsuits. Like we're going to see Mike lose millions of dollars and not be able to fix his house. But in real life, real time, I will say the shining light is Tommy joined this competition on Instagram with New York Nico for the best New York accent. <laughs> Wait, yes. I, do, I love New York Nico. Yes, so New York Nico has this competition and he's gotten like a ton of celebrities on it lately. But Tommy joined, and so it's so different to hear the accents from like Brooklyn to Queens to Harlem to the Bronx. And um, so, yeah, so you go vote to hear who has the best New York accent. And Tommy submitted uh, a video to it. It's really good, though. <laughs> oh, I have to check that out. Yeah, that guy is amazing. I mean, Tommy is the MVP, and I love how open and willing he is to air out how he feels and what he's going through asking for help and then receiving it and accepting it. Like, I feel like a lot of men are very unwilling to seek out therapy because they think they're a big man that they don't need therapy and that therapy is for the weak when actually therapy is for the strong people. 
people who are willing to sometimes absolutely and he's like a big like tough new york guy (laughs) and he's open about his emotions and everything and working through them like i love tommy for as rough around the edges he is mj's also rough around the edges i think they're such a good match like so that's part of the whole dynamic that keeps me watching shaws because you have these kind of like personalities and relationships that are real and that are genuine so i don't know it's so hard to like watch the friendships fall apart but then see mj really grow with tommy and it's a there's so much going on that's part of the reason i love shaws though and it's kind of nice to see that tommy like just has her back indefinitely and oh, completely. i feel like regardless of what ends up happening with mj and reza like tommy will always be nice to reza if mj wants him to be like i feel like he will always yep. take her lead and if he's like oh yeah if he wants she wants to forgive him for being a dickhead then yeah that's what she wants and i'll support her but if we're gonna be smashing plants and breaking legs I will also <laughs> support that. I wanted to break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to start the show on some Corona news, obviously, because Rona is all anybody talks about. So Jennifer Aiden from the Real Housewives of New Jersey opened up that she has been suffering with the coronavirus. Her husband, Bill, is a plastic surgeon and reluctantly brought home a test for her. He didn't want to take one away from his patients, of course because she didn't have the normal symptoms in the beginning, like a fever or a heavy cough. And then once she started to show those symptoms, he brought it home and she tested positive. And I just can't even imagine the shit show in that house with all those kids. And kids, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Did you see on her Insta though? She was like, I bet get bet Bill's like happy that I have the pool house now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? She was able to distance herself. I mean, thank God she's able to distance herself because, yeah, with all of those kids and probably, like, a nanny there or her mm-hmm. mom who was always there watching the kids and Bill, like, it's a lot of people who could potentially kind of come and go and get get sick without really knowing. But poor, <laughs> poor Bill then got, like, shaded all over the internet for helping his I'm wife. I'm not going into work still. And it's like, he's a doctor. Just because a plastic surgeon in everybody's minds just does right filler and you know botox doesn't mean he's not doing like critical emergency surgery (laughs) like yeah he he does like reconstructive work but also he's a surgeon and can help with some stuff because the virus obviously affects so many internal organs like you just never know what kind of help he can provide so i don't understand anybody that dogs medical professionals during this time makes no sense to me but maybe we're in new york too so we see it like a lot more. I don't know. I just feel like everybody is uber sensitive now. And if we were living in a society where everything was like looked at under a microscope and just judged and criticized in every way possible, now it's like tenfold because, you know, all these limitations to what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And it's like every day the news change of what I'm allowed to do, what I'm not allowed to do and how I'm supposed to do it. And Yeah, it's like- yeah but I mean, hopefully things work out well because he got over it and I think Jennifer's on like the other end of it um and healing so that'd be good because she brings the drama to New Jersey (laughs) we can't lose her during these trying times (laughs) Jersey needs her (laughs) (laughs) well Margaret Josephs from the Real Housewives of New Jersey also is giving back she had worked with that company that made like superhero gowns for children yeah um 
it's a company called Brave Gowns, and she has been promoting their medical masks that they're doing. And I think they're like 10 bucks, and they're actually kind of cute. So support Marge uh, if you want to get a cute mask. But we were talking before this started how Marge kind of has a new face. So what I said is she got new teeth by Dr. Appa. Dr. Appa is this dentist in New York that apparently all the housewives go to. But it did change the her face a little bit. But apparently, too... I used to work in dentistry for a little bit. So <laughs> she had a little bit of an underbite. And so when they did the veneers, it kind of adjusted and fixed the underbite a little bit. That's why her chin and bottom jaw structure looks a little bit different. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking she might have gotten like an eye lift. Like in the photo I'm looking at, it looks mm-hmm. like her eyes look a little like cat-ish. Like they're yeah. like <clears throat> angling sure. up. Ugh. God. I mean, she looks good. She looks good. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, Teresa and Melissa also yeah. had a really nice tribute to Nono that they posted mm-hmm. on Instagram, where it's like all the grandkids like releasing doves into the air. Of course, Andrea Bocelli was playing in the background. <laughs> I know that was really nice, though. And like all of the grandkids had put it on their Insta because I've been. I mean, what else do we have to do during this quarantine time besides deep dive into all Stop, <laughs> the like, celebrities? Oh yeah, yeah. I want Adriana's Insta. <laughs> I'm on their Finta. <laughs> That's the next step. I'm on everything, and I'm like, mm, mm, okay. But <laughs> Joe Gor- Joey Gorga still has those like inspirational quotes with pictures of no no and I'm like oh well god bless you know I saw one like a photo Teresa's been posting a lot about it a lot yeah yeah yeah. but she posted one photo and the caption was just famous like, <laughs> he is he is famous but uh-huh. it's, it's, it's really sad for them and oh, so, which side note talk about deep diving and being nosy today is Lauren Manzo's birthday Oh yeah, I saw that. They've been mm-hmm. I saw because I follow Albie Manzo's girlfriend and Same. she posted <laughs> She's one, so pretty, by the way. She's so pretty, but one thing I don't know, I think she's a white girl who's really tan, but she uses emojis of like dark skin tones. And I don't <laughs> know if I don't know the rules on emoji skin tones, like what like <laughs> I, I would like, I don't know. I saw it the other day and I don't know why it like peeved me, but I just was like, but you're white. And if you're tan, you're still, and then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So that's just something I've been going through. Well, going first I thought she was Italian. Um, yeah, I think but... she's Italian, but. <laughs> uh, so, but I haven't looked at her emo- emojis. <laughs> I mean, that's deep, Megan. <laughs> I need a hobby <laughs> like and this is my hobby <laughs> sick part <laughs> here i was thinking i was bad you know <laughs> caroline manzos but i will say i also follow joseph wakili kathy wakili's son well one because he's hot mm-hmm. but two they did a little kind of cooking um show on kathy's stories making um it, uh, now i'm gonna it was like some seafood pasta with spaghetti it was actually good, and I think I'm going to try it. <laughs> it looked really good. You really got it. Putinesca. Yeah, she, got a, she made a putinesca. Yeah. It was good. It was good. That sounds really good. 
I definitely think Kathy probably is the housewife who I would want to eat her food the most. I feel like she would make mm-hmm. a really well-rounded meal. And do you remember that one meal she made, like a Middle Eastern meal? And mm-hmm. all the women yes. were like, what is this couscous? Like they couldn't even yeah. understand like a grape leaf. Yeah. Good. Okay. Question though. Cook-off. Caroline Manzo, Kathy Wakili. Who would win? Kathy Wakili. You okay. think so? I'm honestly, okay. I might be on the Teresa Giudice bandwagon of Caroline Manzo being an Olive Garden Italian. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's deep. I don't know. Only I because be on my show, but I, I follow Lauren and Albie. And so even before the quarantine, they would always show videos of um, <clears throat> their Sunday dinners. Now, mind you, a lot of it was the meats and cheeses from Lauren's husband's deli, but there's always good food there, too. But then Albia had this one guy on, like his friend that cooks, and I started following the friend, and the friend, like, cooks really good. So maybe they've had a chef. I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I always also wonder where, uh, like, Caroline Manzo had the gall to talk about Lauren's weight. She'd be like, Lauren, I don't understand why you're fat. I just made you chicken parmesan, pasta, and <laughs> a bottle of wine for dinner. I don't I know why that's thinking I don't, that. I don't know why you can't stop eating, Lauren. It's like we'll stop making fucking delicious, unhealthy food, and then yeah. maybe I'll fucking you know <laughs> eat it. Make a grilled chicken salad. You can make it can be delicious and healthy. You can have. I was thinking that too. I was looking at their food, and I'm like, well, that's why Lauren couldn't lose weight for a long time. And it was hard to watch. And Lauren still. I think a little bit insecure about her weight because she posts very selectively on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And people are mean to her, and people are mean to Vito too. Talking about their weight on such on the internet, where it's like, what stranger would go out of their way and be like, "You fat fuck!" Like, and she's oh not my gosh, like, I, li- listen, I put nothing beyond anybody because I put on a post that Jory Gorga was short, and somebody DM'd me that I was fat. So, <laughs> somebody that I don't know, never met. And I'm like, well, you've got a lot of emotion about Joy Gorga if you got to come to my Insta to DM me that. <laughs> so I can only imagine what Lauren goes through. But yes, I agree <laughs> with you because I listen to some of Albie's podcasts and Lauren will make comments about like, oh, thanks for putting up a picture of me when I was still skinny or like, she always kind of makes those notes. Yeah, she does. I stopped that. listening to his show. I... I don't listen to all of them. I have to listen to look at the topic and who's on there. Well, yeah, I need to, it has to be Caroline for me to listen really at this point. I like the ones with Greggy and Lauren. I wonder what Greggy's up to. I hit him up on on Twitter, but he never responded. (laughs) Oh, I mean, (laughs) considering that I follow both him and his fiance. (laughs) I know exactly where they are. (laughs) They're in Jersey City. They're both at home quarantined. He's cute. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Well, actually, this is kind of not really in the order of operations that I wanted to talk about. The owner of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, does those. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after he did a pizza review for the Manzo's restaurant, I became obsessed with him and follow him all the time. And now I literally watch his live unboxing videos at 8 p.m. Like, it's mortifying. He gets like tons of packages and just opens it. And now I'm like, what is my problem? Like, I'm this scared. I'm watching it. 40 or five-year-old man open presents. Here's the thing. Okay. So I work in finance. So I work around all men and they had been talking about him. This is like last year. Right. And I was like, who 
frick are you guys talking about with this pizza guy? Because we get pizza delivered, catered every Friday for lunch. And so every time they're like, oh, how would you rate it? How would you rate it? And I'm like, what is this rating coming from? And they're like, oh, there's this guy on Barstool Presidente. So I had been following him before he even reviewed Chris Manzo's 10th Street Pizza. And I think it was hilarious that after the quarantine, he's been reviewing frozen pizzas. (laughs) So I watched it all the time. So when I saw the stuff with Ashley Jacobs reaching out to him, I was dying. I was like, how are my lives crossing over right now? So... Ashley Jacobs from Southern Charm, if you guys don't remember, she was on for, I think, two seasons. She was Thomas yeah. Ravenel's uh, girlfriend at the time, and she was just an absolute, just... Nightmare. Nightmare, monster, terrible person. So, I was on Dave's Instagram, and he posted a screenshot, and it had, like, half of the name cut out, but, like, my hawk eyes was, like, I think I Whoa. see Ashley's user picture. Yes, <laughs> and I, like, yes. read it, and I was, like, it's her. So, she ended up messaging Dave saying... Hey, Dave. So I have a unique question for you, Winky Face. I work with a matchmaker out in LA. She loves your content and thinks you've earned the title of most eligible quarantined bachelor. She'd love to set up a Zoom happy hour and pick 25 women to participate based on your interests, personality, looks, da-da-da. She said, then you can narrow it down to 12 or so on until you've met Mrs. Wright. What do you think? Can I tell you more about this fun opportunity and her company, The List? So if this does anything for me, it confirms that Ashley Jacobs is an escort or some sort absolutely of because I'm like, service like we're this. In people have been saying it for years yeah we're in the time of corona you're a nurse what are you doing <laughs> messaging this guy about a matchmaking service and like you, she's like giving interviews to bravo too about like the plight of a nurse during these hard times it's like one bravo the fact that you guys are giving her a platform which I understand. There are many ex-nurses. Um, that you can get yeah, um, and I would them. rather hear Vicki Gunvalson's daughter, Brianna, talk about being... It's, she's an ICU nurse, too, isn't she, Brianna? Or the 30 women on marriage medicine. I don't know. Maybe one of those. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Which, did you see the video of the marriage medicine women? Because the premiere of LA is coming out. Uh, season two. Oh, they did one that Don't Rush video. So it's that song, Don't Rush, Don't Rush. And so basically for people, people from different professions, they kind of like take a picture of themselves in their scrubs and then they kind of like oh, yeah, blurred the camera. And like, so the Mary's Medicine women did one. Oh, cute. So cute. Dr. Jackie posted it on her Insta. I like them. Yeah, I'm excited for season two. I don't think I finished season one, but someone just told me it's on the Bravo TV app and only like seven episodes. So I'll have time yeah. for early May. I'm not loving LA as much as Atlanta, but I, I mean, I love Atlanta, so I'll probably get into it again. <laughs> Nothing but time. Well, staying in Charleston, Naomi Oglindo posted an apology oh. recently because she went to Doc Ann's Big Cat Sanctuary. So if you guys haven't, I don't know where you would have to be if you didn't haven't seen Tiger King at this point, but it's yeah. so it's on Netflix all about um, how these two you know f- all these idiots are collecting these big cats and you know putting them in behind these cages and you know theoretically abusing them and breeding mass breeding them for people to take selfies with little Profit. cubs. Yeah. So Naomi and Matul went to his location and took all these pictures with him and Naomi 
obviously saw Tiger King, so picked up on this pretty quickly and said, uh, we are so embarrassed. Believe me, we had no idea that the depth of the manipulation and how terrible of a situation this place was. We also made a mistake in what we didn't, in that we didn't do our research before going and have huge regrets. I love animals and didn't realize I was doing more harm than good by supporting this place. Really heartbreaking and I feel pretty stupid, TBH. Like, great. Movie. I know. <clears throat> I mean, but I heard all kind of wild animal sanctuaries quote-unquote are not really like they've said that they kind of tranquilize the animals and things like that even the ones like in thailand and the philippines uh, <clears throat> so i don't know how she can on some level kind of know that even if they market themselves as not that way yeah i mean i don't know i think anytime like a wild beast is completely like tame and not doing anything and people are able to like rub up on it and fear like nobody who works there has any fear that these big cats will strike is is kind of insane to me like it's cute like to be with a baby cub but for like a second like I don't know it could claw my face off like <laughs> I'm also <laughs> kind of more concerned with these women working at Doc Annals place that well, are <laughs> that are in this cult and that get their plastic surgery from him and have to sleep with him to get like basically recruited and inundated like that was something that was completely glossed over on the documentary yeah it was a quick gloss over where it was like wait what did you just say about cults and mm -hmm. i mean it's a quintessential stockholm syndrome where it's like yes yeah is like even though he hurt you and you're out of the situation you still look back with like fondness where it's like do you not see and they're all like but we did it because we love big cats <laughs> I know but it was all about the animals I'm like uh okay but that's why people love this show because it's such a train wreck and allegedly there's a new episode out today um oh yeah my cousin was just telling me about that so yeah it's like an extra episode which I will clearly be watching tonight we've got a lot of stuff going on I don't know if I'll be able to make it but speaking of Joe Exotic a article in the Intelligencer, which is which is a website that New York Magazine produces, <laughs> plug because it's my job. But they wrote an article back in September about Joe Exotic and his whole sanctuary and his whole situation. And within the article, it was saying that Joe was living in Texas at some point and was a security guard at the gay cowboy bar, the Roundup. The Roundup, yeah. <laughs> I heard that he met his first husband oh, there. Yeah. And he got married at the Roundup, oh, yeah. yeah. A slender, sassy 19-year-old is how they describe him. In the and you know what? I see all these memes that's like, so exotic, kid find these hot 19-year-old men to marry him when they weren't even gay and I can't even get a text back. And nothing has spoken to my soul more. I'm like... Yep. <laughs> you're like absolute addicts and you know Joe was like, I'll buy you all the meth you want. <laughs> yep. Suck my dick. And yeah. They're and they're like, okay, like <laughs> shut my eyes and have some fun. Like for Or maybe he just did it to them. I mean, I don't know, but they were the, they were with him for years. <laughs> so And then that one just blew his brains out of me oh, office. Like, I know. Oh actually that might have been Actually, no, I don't think that's Brian Ryan. Oh, no, Brian's the guy with no teeth. Which has teeth now, and he looks great. <laughs> the one that got the other worker from the oh, zoo pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the teeth look good. I'm glad he got teeth. The new teeth look great, yeah. The no teeth look. And also, he just was shirtless in all his testimonials. <laughs> and I genuinely think he might just not own a shirt. Like, I think 
<laughs> no, because he was wearing plenty of tiger shirts in the B-roll. <laughs> they were all wearing plenty of tiger shirts. There was like a surplus of tiger shirts being sold in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, that show was ridiculous. It kind of seemed like it was a mockumentary. Like, Nick Kroll would have been creating it. Or, like, <laughs> guests, like a best-in-show kind of thing, where it was like, how ridiculous. But these people were real. And every 10 minutes, there was just another, like, full plot twist that, like, as a viewer, you were just like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> after, every, after every scene. And it was, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I'm looking for more content like that because at this point, what do we really have? I, I guess we've got some other good shows, but we'll get there. But just one other thing in Southern Charmland. So we were talking a million years ago when we were on the show about Catherine's ex-boyfriend, Joe Abruzzo, who is like the mm-hmm. uh, Italian. Italian man from Florida, who was like a, a you know senator who also got into like all of these shady you know, situations, Mm -hmm. shocking, that's Catherine's type, but now he is suing a few members of the Southern Charm cast, in addition to the Bravo Network, for $10 million, because Madison LaCroix, which is so funny, said the phrase, oh, quote, his penis looks like a Ken doll, like, it's just a bulge, look at that, it's, oh, and then Chelsea says, it's a mangina, (laughs) and then, you know, Craig said other shit about him being physically abusive towards his wife, but that was documented. Like, this all came out a long time ago because a lot of people in our Facebook groups were like, why is Southern Charm no longer on the app? And then people had posted the lawsuit stuff from Joe. And I'm like, really? You're that mad about a bulge? I don't, well, clearly they're not that wrong if you're getting so upset about it to sue the production com- company. I, would, I mean, the fact that Chelsea could call it a mangina, she always <laughs> controversial in the way she describes things. She said, my angina. <laughs> so Catherine's not getting sued in any of this, which is good, because I feel like she doesn't need any more like lawsuits or bullshit in her life. But he is saying that this, the show caused him emotional distress that was so severe that no reasonable person could be expected to endure it and had physical manifestations of pain, loss of sleep, <laughs> nervousness, stress, anxiety, damage to reputation, other, other manifestations. Like, Drama oh, queen. That's all I got to say about that. Because Catherine hasn't dated him for a long time. She's had like four boyfriends since him. In between then, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely got a mangina and is butthurt about it. So why not sue a bunch of people like in their twenties and early thirties who have like no money? Like, what is he gonna get? This is wasted. And I just am sad that the Southern Charm taping has been suspended because Southern Charm is one of my favorite shows. I know. I really like it. Fine too. And the fact that Michael and Patricia are quarantining together is just <laughs> so beautiful to me. <laughs> I would love to be quarantined with a butler who makes me martinis, who would definitely go to, the, he definitely is going to the store for her. And you yeah, know, like, like Febreze, like when? You know, my boss is actually quarantining in Charleston right now. So maybe I'll ask him to pop on by. It's <laughs> easily findable online. Maybe. Uh... It, it is, yeah. Well, I think, too, so my boss is down there with his girlfriend. So, and I think his girlfriend knows them, kind of. So she may, she may know. I may reach out to her and ask her. Charleston <laughs> is a, a really small town. Small town, yeah. My old boss grew up with Shep. 
and was like Shep's brother's best friend growing up. And so I can't, oh, wow. I can't think of what his name is, but it's some other just like incredibly rich white name, like Chip or something along. Yeah. What did he say about them? Um, she said they're just like exactly how you see them. Like nice mama's boys, rich, fun, attractive, smart, like guys, people love to hate. But like also like he's like fun and lovable. It's well, like, 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 you know, so frustrating in that way because it's like you're everything I hate, but I actually like you. So what does that say about Chef's that? been looking incredibly rough though lately on his pictures and stuff during the quarantine. Whereas Austin and Craig have been looking mighty fine. You tell me you were alive on Instagram with them. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing ever. I had been doing a live with Alexander Rogers who's my friend and we were just like shooting the shit having fun laughing drinking a ton and just cracking up and then I get off with him and I'm bored and so I'm like looking at other people's lives and then it literally just says like request to go live and I just press it and then two seconds later it's like connecting (laughs) and obviously like I say nothing about my podcast I say nothing of relevance I'm just like shooting the shit with them I was like are you quarantining with one another and they're like no we've only seen each other we're only seeing each other but I'm at my place and he's at his place and I was like oh are you seeing your families and they're like yeah of course and I'm like well then you're not socially distancing and then they they were like thanks so much for coming on the live (laughs) (laughs) way to lecture them Megan yeah I know I was really like I could have had like fun. I could have been like, Hey, you guys should come on my show. No. Instead I'm like, let me shame you. And <laughs> stupid. But uh, it was really nice. And I, I like Greg. Shut missed up. opportunities. Missed opportunities. Story of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But it was fun. And they were both really nice and cute. So I appreciate yeah. Well, one thing that we have to be very grateful for at this quarantine is Real Housewives of New York season 12, which just has been on fire, if you ask me. Okay, so I have a lot to say about <laughs> this. I'm already, like, bracing myself. I don't know what Dorinda's problem is. She's so aggressive this season. And it's weird because she's with John the first episode, and we know that they've since broken up. But then this past episode when she's like, I can't really count him to be there for me financially or emotionally. I get that in my soul. I just broke up with somebody and we'd been together for years and I'm just like, I could never count on him. So, but I just don't know why she's taking it out on Tinsley of all people. It's like, you're blaming, you're slut shaming Tinsley for saying that she's getting stuff from Scott. Tinsley's net worth is like 20 million. What are you talking about? Some shoes? She can afford that. Also, it frustrates me because where does Dorinda think that she gets like her money from? If not her husband, yeah, her ex, John's estate. When Richard died, she got a ton of money. And obviously, like you know, it's under different circumstances. And you know, Dorinda lost the love of her life, and I think she didn't really address it at the time. I think. Because she started dating John right away. Yeah. I think like three months after Richard yeah. died. Yeah. She wanted mm-hmm. like immediately to have someone just to keep her company, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But you don't really get to have any like proper sort of like grieving when you just kind of jump into something else. And I think now it might have been festering a little bit. And she's kind of realizing mm-hmm. like, oh, like 
you know, John was good in the beginning, but now he doesn't really, we don't really have anything in common. We don't like to do the same things. We don't really have anything to talk about and I can't rely on him. I don't want him to move in. I don't, you know, she yeah. manages him in the kitchen. Like it's everything. And you could see like there's- Yeah, a yeah, yeah. And she, when, when Sonia said to her, oh, Dorinda, just because John isn't richer doesn't mean you don't have to treat him like a man. That really resonated. She treats him like a little boy. She's like, he hasn't been married. He doesn't, you know, have responsibility. Yeah. Like, like he's just a little boy. And that's not So sad. I get that, though, because, like, there's so many parallels between, like, Dorinda and my last relationship. But I had my siblings to be like, if you want to marry him, why are you with him? Like, if you don't want these things, I'm like, why do you stay with him? Clearly, that was, like, my commitment issues that I need to, like, I stayed with somebody that I knew I didn't have to, like, get that close to because it kept that distance. And so I see the parallels in Dorinda's relationship. But the thing is, is like, you need to leave John, deal with your shit and not take it on other people. Because right now it's really kind of painful or like so awkward because Tinsley is not initiating anything. She's laughing out at Leah about her tattoos. Like what? It doesn't even matter. Leah's right. Everybody has tattoos. I mean, the tattoo conversation was hilarious silly when sonia said at least ramona knows your name (laughs) (laughs) and i'm surprised that ramona has really actually talked to leah and given her a chance because ramona's historically been the biggest bitch out of all of them well i liked that like i feel like ramona kind of knew that she was going to end up like, I feel like Ramona started the Hamptons weekend with Leah, like, immediately being like, I'm very accepting. I'm very accepting. Because I feel like she knew. She's like, the tattoo stuff is going to come up, and I'm not going to be accepting in that conversation. So if I say I'm accepting right now, I think over that stupid, ugly hat. Like, oh, that, that hat was terrible. But at least Leah that. owned it. She's like, I saw it. You're going to love it. You're going to hate it. And I'm like, see through. <laughs> and I'm not feeling it so much. Oh, yeah, no, I think she missed the mark on that. But I, I do like a, a a daring fashion moment. They always give for yeah. good conversation. Uh, here we are with the most, season 12, and Luann is still fucking complaining about what room she gets at the guest house. You've I mean, got to be kidding me. You've got to <laughs> be kidding me. I like when she's like after the tour and she's alone and she's like, burr. <laughs> Ramona's like it's 70 degrees what are you talking about and she's like I don't sleep with an AC on bitch you sleep with an AC on you're just being fucking dramatic for no reason like you stayed at Sonia's house for an entire summer you sure as hell know like <laughs> she had ridiculous to ridiculous well um, unfortunately season 12 has had like the lowest rated episodes in years which is kind of surprising and so bethany frankel who obviously was on the show for i think a total of eight seasons before she left for this uh, for season 12 she was really pissed off about the beginning saying it was a proverbial middle finger to me the women have definitely had some unpleasant things to say about me but i wish them well but I frankly, like, don't agree with Bethany when you quit a show and don't tell anybody and you're already in the middle of filming, then yeah. But then I, I also heard that the streaming of the show was up 13%. So it's like, yeah, maybe people aren't sitting at home waiting to watch shows like they would be coming home from work because their schedules are so different now. But if they're streaming it on the app and putting it on demand, which is that's what I watch it on, I don't watch it live, then that counts for it too. And it's like, Bethany, the whole world in a quarantine is not because you left the show. Come on. 
Well, then she says, the ratings overall on television have never been higher, and perhaps the ratings on The Royal Housewives aren't doing well, because it's sort of not maybe the content that is inspiring people to do what they need to do right now. It's like, do you not realize what people want? They're looking for an escapism. They're looking to not Completely have to look at the agree. news and all of the insane shit happening in the world right now, and everybody has a shared anxiety right now, and to be able to indulge in shitty reality TV or podcast mm-hmm. in whatever you like to consume you're not always looking for inspiring content. I'm not looking to be inspired right now. No. Like, I just want to live. I just want something so my brain can do a dump. And, like, I I don't have to stress. And I just have to worry about what Sonia's thinking with that big clip in her hair during her confessional. (laughs) That's what I want to think about. Big clip. I feel like big clips need to be vetoed off of all housewife shows because i'm ready to vote them off the island yeah (laughs) dorit and then Teresa wore big clips and then now sonia and the big clip big clip club uh well (laughs) i mean what's that i was gonna say i was on like the sax website the other day and they have you know like the prada like v thing where it has like the prada Mm -hmm. emblem they Mm -hmm. have like that in a clip and it's actually kind of cool if i was dorit (laughs) <laughs> I would ever wear something blatantly designer like that but well you know I have so obviously I follow Ali Shapiro on Instagram because I follow yeah. like most obscure Bravo people <laughs> like I don't follow the main people a lot just because I, I don't know they're too much a part of my life <laughs> so I follow like Joseph Akili and um, Ali Shapiro, though, but I've honestly been thinking about donating to this Noshes for Nurses, um, basically where they send food to feed the medical staff um, throughout the NYC hospitals. Yeah, our friend Zach that we met at one of our Bravo Happy Hour meetups, he's been doing it a few times. Oh, like actually physically going? No, he's actually been donating, and then so oh. like he'll always post like whenever they send the food and stuff like that. He's like, oh, hi, I donated, like donate to Noshes for Nurses and. He didn't mention at the time that it was like Allie thing, but I knew just because I follow Allie. So yeah. Wow. Oh my God. They have raised $34,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And the cutest thing I think is when the nurses take a picture, like they're holding the apples afterwards. I think it's just the best thing. That's sweet. I'm glad that, that she's doing some good. So I always try to make, I always try to be cognizant of the fact that like it affects different people in different locations very differently. And people have yards other places and people can actually like go outdoors and like go for a walk in New York definitely can't like I only leave my apartment one day a week to go grocery shopping you know because but my my friend that I'm staying with she gets groceries delivered you know because she doesn't even want to go outside so I think there's a little bit of that too just like the way that we live is different than the rest of the United States and then also like it's different we've been quarantined for weeks other places have been quarantined for like one week or two weeks or first started they were like you're gonna be working from home for three weeks and I was like that's gonna be crazy and now it's like going on I think the fifth fifth week yeah I'm like I'm ready to go back and like (laughs) I'm ready to spend $15 on one glass of rosé at a rooftop bar (laughs) literally dying for a $22 Aperol spritz like I would pay $22 Aperol spritz $30 hamburger rooftop access <laughs> and a bill for $150 just for myself. That's what I'm ready for. I was like, are you describing our night at refinery with Jasper? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm <laughs> Wait, I've spent that exact amount. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> like I've been saving money during this quarantine because I'm not spending a ridiculous amount of money on brunch and rooftop bars Same. for a happy hour. I, I've been saving a lot too and, and it's nice. And like now I'm trying to like, you know, God, like I, I'm fortunate that I have a job that I'm still working for and, you know, getting paid. So I've been like really actively being like, bitch, you gotta save. Like, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Because something happens. <laughs> I've been cooking for myself, not ordering out. a lot of good stuff on that walk. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I know. Although today when I went to the grocery store, it's very clear that not everybody knows how to cook because every single ramen was out of stock at the grocery store. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll be lazy this week and make a ramen. They were gone. Damn. Damn, that's a bummer. I love a ramen. <laughs> Looking at ramen recipes, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like eat out my freezer first and then I can start. Yeah. I'm staying in Chinatown, so I think we can make real ramen, but it takes a little bit more time. <laughs> well, Chinatown is really struggling now just because all of these lot. restaurants and places aren't open and, you know, the stigma around the coronavirus. People are talking, Chinese people. Yeah. More in Brooklyn, not so much in Chinatown, but yeah. So that's why, like, some of my friends, because I do, it's this traditional boat racing. It's called dragon boat racing, but my whole team's Chinese. And so my my Chinese friends are, like, afraid to kind of go outside because they don't know if they'll be randomly attacked, which is sad. Oh, because, great. like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I work with, I worked with this woman who's an interior designer, and she was, like, looking at homes up in Hudson probably, like, a month ago, like, as a second mm-hmm. month for her and her husband. And she, like, posted something on Instagram, I guess, of, like, the backyard and was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I would love to live here. And then she said someone had DM'd her and was like, we don't want, you know, expletive phrase for Asian people um, that doesn't even pertain to her, uh, where where she's from. And they were like, we don't want you. We don't want that. Like, get out of here. Like, Hudson doesn't want you. And she's like, I I literally posted a photo and, like, you know, people are really now directing anger towards Asian people um, yeah. in a really inappropriate way when it's not deserved. A totally random thought, though, but there's never been... No, I lie. I was going to say there's never been an Asian housewife, gonna but say, we had Jules Weinstein. An Asian and a Jew walked into a bar. But she was the only one. Lisa Wu, her dad was Japanese. 
Ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I remember when, like, we went to her house, and she was like, um, where am, like, what? Like, I mean, obviously, it's, like, half But there's not been, like, a purely Asian housewife, and there have been two mixed housewives, um, and then technically, you could call family karma Asian. Oh, yeah. I think technically, India is considered Asian, but I'm thinking, like, um, I'm not going to say the word because I think it's derogatory. I think Oriental is derogatory, but I'm talking about like Chinese, Korean, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, But speaking of family karma, I love that show. I think it's absolutely fantastic. The characters are so dynamic. I love the family stuff. I love the aunties. I love their relationships. Um, Monica and Brian. I just want to say, so Monica and Brian, like that was my college relationship. And it was like, I liked him. He wasn't ready. Then I got over him and then he came around. So I get Monica's point of like not wanting to date Brian. Cause she was like, I told you I liked you. You said no, I got over you. And now you're coming around and it's just, I'm not in that space anymore. I live that too. I get it. So all these people saying they should be together, they should be together. And I'm like, don't make that girl do that for a guy that like wasn't ready. Now, because I graduated college obviously a long time ago, but now he's been like writing me a lot and stuff. But I'm like, I just I can't I'm not like once I got over it, I was over it. Even though like we've been in each other's lives for years since then. I don't know. But I feel Monica. I feel you, girl. I feel you on a deep level. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if we'll end up together. Well, he probably will. Brian's so hot, though. I love him. He's, He's so, so cute. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> she's playing him. She's just, like, making him wait a little bit and making him As wait. she should. As she should. <laughs> <laughs> she's a catch. She is a catch. Oh, my God. Okay, what's her parent situation? Like, what's the deal with the mom and the dad? Because we don't ever see the mom. And no. And was- well, I did some, like, deep dive onto her Insta the other day. She has, like, one picture of her mom, but it was kind of, like, a little bit further down, but she's very close. I don't know, like, what the stuff with her dad is, and obviously there's allegations about her dad, but about him being gay, and that's why he's not close to the community. I mean, I I wasn't going to say it, but, I mean, I, I could kind of read between the lines, and even, like, their type of relationship is, is very special, and I... And I would hope that they would talk about it, because I feel like a lot of maybe older men in that community that wanted to come out and didn't. Um, I think he would be such a, like, a good strength, like, a source of strength and, like, a good character. And he seems like, oh, he's got a heart of gold and he's so pure and he's so nice. And, like, uh, I love the relationship together. Yeah. And, I I mean, I think we we see it a little bit with Amrit and he was talking about how he was nervous to come out to his family. And then when he did his you know boyfriend embraces the indian culture and the mom likes to have buy outfits for him and they cook mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. and you know so it was it was sweet to be able to see that. i don't think he's gonna marry his boyfriend i don't know either i couldn't really tell like the way they were they were like so do you love him and he's like love is an interesting <laughs> um i don't know i love him that i'm comfortable and we're, i think he happy. feels obligated because they've been together so long it yeah. gives me a little bit of Adam and Reza vibes, you know what I mean? Totally. Adam and Reza have clearly come to the fact that they're going to be in an open relationship. 
which Reza wants to deny on TV, but everybody can read between the lines there. And so I feel like that's the same situation here because it seems like his boyfriend definitely wants to, but I don't get the vibe that he wants to at all. And also, it's the it's the Bravo come up. Once you start getting people in your DMs and, you know, mm-hmm, showing mm-hmm. up. And he's posting, like, you know, thought pictures all the time. So. Michelle says he's not gay. Some people allege he is. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I, I wouldn't. I've been trying to figure I don't, it out. Like, I don't think he, like, I think his relationship with. Richa. Richa is, I think they're just like, like they don't even live together. I was just going to say they're roommates. Yeah, and like but, an obligation kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like they don't get his passion. I think he just like feels as if like he needs to be engaged. He needs to be with someone. So let me be with this woman who doesn't challenge me, doesn't do anything for me, doesn't live with me, like doesn't pressure me to get engaged or like there are. And maybe that's why her mom doesn't really like him because she knows that. Well, I think she probably knows, like, oh, he probably felt obligated after six years of dating to get engaged, and then it's been two years of them being engaged, and it, their engagement isn't even recognized in their culture. Community. Community, yeah. But and so it's, I do think there is a lot of passion between him and Anisha, and, like, their whole fight and arguing, and, like, he, like, didn't want to argue about it. Now, mind you, they've known each other their whole lives, their moms are best friends, like, and Anisha's like, I don't want to date him, the village idiot. But I'm like, sometimes when you have that dynamic, like, I think there's more passion there than with him and his fiance. Yeah. And I think also he's so afraid of the fiance's mother-in-law and that'll never change. And why can't mm-hmm. we just grow a pair of balls and talk to her? It's just like, it seems like embarrassing. Like he plays like, like he's a little boy, like he's an innocent little boy. I don't know why she doesn't like me. It's like, well, cause you're kind of an idiot. You are the village idiot. <laughs> like, Anisha, yeah. you said that, but that was so funny when she was like, why would I want to date that small dick? What did she call him? Small dick energy? <laughs> like, oh, uh, CrossFit, CrossFit glow. <laughs> She's so, I really, really like her. And I also love that. Bali. She, oh, never mind. No, Bali is love her. I like her, but she's messy boots. Her and Amrit are definitely like just stir in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. I'm also messy. She can she can get my vote. <laughs> and I, her daughter is so beautiful. Like beautiful. Um, I think her and her little boyfriend's relationship's really cute though. I like them together. Oh yeah, like, like the like, guy like yeah. or something. <laughs> Um, well, uh, somehow getting back to Rahasa's of New York, um, yes. one more little thing is that we talked on the last episode uh, where we said RIP to 370 people, um, but Tinsley and Scott ended up donating $10,000 each to the editor, uh, Peter, who passed away. Oh, passed away. Um, and, yeah. and we also donated 2 k to this, and so I thought that was really great. Like, Tinsley also has only been on the show for two or three seasons, and only just met this guy a couple of years ago and so for her and scott to make a twenty thousand dollar donation to his family i thought was incredibly generous Tinsley's always really- been very generous like that remember um bethany when she did the hurricane maria relief efforts in puerto rico like since it was one of the first ones to donate ten thousand so uh, dorinda you you're mad about a pair of shoes like tinsley regularly donates thousands of dollars to 
charitable causes. So, <clears throat> and like also like kind like went to China and helped these dogs. Like she's doing her own little Yulin thing with Vanderpump. Granted, yeah. for at what level <laughs> Tinsley is stopping the dog meat. Well, she saves strawberry and shortcake. <laughs> but also, I'm interested. I haven't looked into her lash line, but I do like her lashes. And I would, I was, I was watching the episode, and I was like, mm, yeah, I'd probably buy them. Because I considered buying Lily Galici's lashes, but I just don't like Lily Galici as a person, so I never (laughs) felt compelled. But I like Tinsley, so I think I'm gonna buy a pair of her lashes. (laughs) People really like them. I'm seeing, I'm seeing good comments, and these ones look nice. Like sometimes the ones that Lily Galici will wear just look like big, like spiders, like webs. Like they're so thick, and you could tell they're so incredibly. yeah, I can't wear the really heavy ones because my lids just fall and then I look like my eyes are half closed. <laughs> so I need some light, airy ones. <laughs> well, this upcoming week, we have the season 10 premiere of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and we were blessed with taglines this past week. Mm-hmm. We will start with the person who thinks that they are the queen of the show, Kyle Richards, which is around here, there are more than dresses in everybody's closets. God bless. She didn't say something else about Beverly Hills and her family. In Beverly yeah. Hills, my closet's not full of... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Her closet is full of so many skeletons, so... Yeah, I think a lot of people are over Kyle right now, so I'm interested to see this season if she's able to redeem herself. I'm over That'd her family really TikToks. I would love to, to you know, okay. So there was this whole like beef with the girls from summer house and this other podcast. And cause they were like, Oh, they said these mean things. And so I'm like, okay. Wait, what? I don't know any, mm-hmm, to I think, oh, look at their name. Yeah. What do you think they're going to be not judge? And that's what a lot of people said. They were like, they're judgy. So it was like Paige and Hannah, they did a live and they were like, they said this about me, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be mean about Kyle, but like their little dance ones, like they're not that coordinated. They're not that cute. I don't know. I don't really like them. I like how now you're becoming all coy with your opinions. Like all of a sudden, like a TikTok (laughs) is where you draw the line in your, in your remarks. It's only because all, okay, first of all, it's annoying because everybody's going live, but then I see the recaps of the lives and I see people like, getting mad about it and I'm like all right look (laughs) maybe we need to scale it back and like not say our true opinions but okay you want the truth Megan I fucking hate Kyle's because I follow Farah (laughs) you know what I mean Um, so that's where I see him because I follow her daughter Farah I really do like how you only do the adjacent people to the Bravo (laughs) stars life like you definitely have to explain that at one point like that's what I'm saying. Like, I will only go to the main Bravo cast member if I see something on the periphery that's interesting enough that I'm like, okay, gotta check it out. <laughs> so yes, for Kyle, I follow Farah and I follow um, Kim's daughters too. <laughs> oh, Brielle and what's her name? No, 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 no. Kim Richards. Oh, oh, I don't follow <laughs> them. I follow her oldest daughter, Brooke Wiederhorn. And then I follow her, like, her second daughter. Kimberly, which I love that Kim Richard, yeah. her daughter Kimberly. <laughs> like, I like this name, Kim. <laughs> I won't name my first daughter Kim, but I'll name my second. Um, so, 
I guess I, you know, there's a lot of realizations coming out during this quarantine. I've done a lot of meditation, but now I'm realizing, like, I follow the obscure children of, like, side characters. If Rosie from New Jersey had a kid, like, I'd probably follow that kid. Even if Rosie had a girlfriend, he'd randomly be following. Oh, I would probably follow the girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lisa Rinna's tagline is, the secret to life, dance like everybody's watching. Which I'm, she, I'm fucking completely over Lisa Rinna's dancing videos. Like, yeah, I I really liked it when she did the stupid love one because she just was in like her gorgeous backyard, like perfect green grass, and it just was like so nice. And I do love that song, but at this rate, it's like, yeah, Lisa, we get it. Like, it was cool, I, like maybe the first video, not the fifteenth. Yeah, no, um, she's upset with it, though. This tagline. I don't know that you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I do, but. Not. Okay, so every season they do, it's called the Snatch Game, where the queens have to do, like, a celebrity impersonation, and one of the queens did Lisa Rinna for, (laughs) and she was so good. She said Harry Hamlin, like, 50 times. She brought up her duster. She had the little wig. She did so good. She didn't win the challenge, but she was, like, (laughs) runner-up. I like they had the duster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She had a glass of wine where she, like, broke it and, like, threatened to... Don't bring up the husbands. Like she oh, yeah. did a really good name. Her name is Jackson. <laughs> <Mark. That's funny. laughs> we have Dorit that says, "I won't settle for anything less than everything." What's up with her divorce with PK? Because I've been seeing them in a lot of videos and photos together during the quarantine. I don't think they're breaking up. I think that was hearsay. People were saying that they were seeing PK throughout the UK and Australia, but I do think Boy George was touring at some point. So he might have been able to ride his coattails to the UK for that. And people were assuming like, oh, he's staying in a hotel and so he's cheating. But I don't think he can do any better. What I hate though is that she's got all these pictures with Jagger and then with Phoenix. Like, like Phoenix is nowhere in the pictures. I love baby Phoenix and her cooking show. She's oh. like, welcome to Phoenix's kitchen. Today we are making blueberry muffins. And then like, she does, like, all of, like, the measuring. It's, it's very cute. And, again, I have nothing else to do with my time. And I hope you're <laughs> wondering why I don't work more during the day. <laughs> um, uh, we have Garcelle's, which is life is an audition. And, honey, I'm getting that part. I, it, like, I saw the previews for the season, and I think I'm going to really like Garcelle. Because I think she made that comment when, at one point, and she's like, these are white women problems <laughs> or like something yeah, like that like, that's my <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm excited to see her i know i think there was like a beef with her and sutton the new girl who's a friend mm-hmm. of because she didn't get a tagline but i think there was a little bit of an argument with them in the beginning because i guess garcelle made some implication that we all don't have to be best friends and i guess sutton was butthurt by that so I think they had a little bit of beef, but now they're good because they keep seeing them posting together and commenting on each other's things, so tides have turned. This is a big-ass cast. Jesus Christ. Well, we're saving the best for last, but Teddy's is you never know what to expect when I'm expecting. Nobody cares. No one cares. (laughs) No one cares. Teddy is such a fucking snooze fest. (laughs) She did talk about how she'll be going to Bo and Saucy's wedding, and she'll probably bump into Lisa Vanderpump there. Saucy's the wedding is 100% getting filmed whether it's on a spinoff well I thought it was like getting postponed or canceled because it was it's in October so Uh, an October wedding so 
I don't know what they're doing, but of course it's in Italy. So yeah, their guests might not feel comfortable flying to Italy so soon, or even just flying in general or going to a party in general. And so, I mean, we were just talking about my brother's wedding before this, like it's this, you know, you don't know where we're going to be. And also people have serious anxiety about this now. And Mm -hmm. so if you were comfortable going to a big party before, you might just say, hey, you know, I'm not going to go because I'm, I'm too scared or, you know, you never know or I don't want to chance it. And so it seems uh, like... I don't know. I just don't like Teddy. I just... She's never done it for me. She's never done it. She won't do it. Erica's is break a leg, not in these heels, honey. And her- oh, I'm just so sad still. We were on the cusp right before Broadway shut down. We'd done our tickets to Chicago. And literally the Wednesday before, we were scheduled to go on the Friday. That's when they said all Broadway shows are suspended. And her reign on Chicago ended. I'm still bummed about it. I'm really so. bummed about it. It's just... And like I was, I rewatched the movie like a week before, and then yeah. all like that week, I was listening to all the songs just on Spotify, getting all amped up. We were getting all amped up, mm-hmm. and also it's just like fun going to a Broadway show. I love going to the theater. I know. Normally, like Fridays, my casual day at work. I had an outfit planned out. I was ready. I was gonna wear makeup, do my hair, all this stuff to go to the show, and then oh, psych, bitch. I know. <laughs> So that's what her little tagline reminds me of. It just reminds me of the show. But I'm glad that she got it. I'm sure Leanne is still better at AF about not getting in Chicago while Erica did. But from all the reviews that I heard from like other Bravo fans, Erica did a fantastic job. I mean, she seems like she'd be able to put on a good show. And she also seems performer. Yeah. to be someone who would genuinely take going on Broadway and being a star of a Broadway play is like a dream come true. And she was like, you know, always trying to be like an actor, singer, dancer when she was younger too. So it must've been a true dream come true for her. And so it does suck that it got cut short, but you know, good for her that it even happened in the first place. Yeah. Hopefully I'm fingers crossed. Like I'm praying that they kind of like bring her back. Um, just, to like make up for the weeks that she lost because I would still buy another ticket to go do that. I would too, but I was thinking the other day because I was like, she hasn't been posting anything in her quarantine. Where does Erica Jane quarantine? Uh, she has to do it in her house, in her big like mansion. I would think so, but I don't know. I just found like, I feel like she's like somewhere in Greece or something, like hiding out somewhere. You think so? <laughs> I just mean like, I feel like she... I don't know. I don't know why I just like can't imagine her like hanging out in sweatpants like day in and day out. No, I don't think so either. But what is she gonna do? You think she's like actually quarantined with her glam squad? You think Mikey's there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe though. They seem to actually be friends. Oh my god. Well, we and the taglines with Denise's, which is life may not be a fairy tale, but I always get a happy ending. Which is do you <laughs> do you think the stuff? the allegations with her and Brandy are actually going to come out in Beverly Hills. I mean, that would be very Beverly Hills for it to not come out and them to be teasing it for six and a half months. But I think it kind of has to because you see Kyle engaging in hanging out with Brandy Clanville. And I feel like Kyle probably heard it behind the scenes that this was happening and then was like, oh, perfect. I'll start asking Brandy to hang out because she'll talk about it and bring up 
bring it up to Denise. And so we can all find a fun storyline for us to anchor the season around. But yeah, well, I heard allegedly that they're actually talking about the lawsuits and stuff this season, which would be great because that's been people's gripes for the last two seasons that they weren't actually talking to them. Well, talking about them probably explains why Kyle then had to go into overdrive into throwing other people under the bus because you know if people are going to start talking about Mauricio's issues with the law you know she's going to try to steer that conversation away from it any way possible mm-hmm. which is we also have a classic Brandy Glanville tweet from yesterday which was April 11th and LA's like you know, everything is pretty much shut down. She said, I had the worst pedicure of my life today. (laughs) First off, she was super bitchy. She really didn't know what she was doing. She made my cuticles bleed and I have a nail polish everywhere. I have nail polish everywhere and I am never going back to myself again for a pedicure. Well, you know what, Brandy, maybe you should be getting yourself a pedicure at home like every other American. (laughs) Like, Well, no, 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 no. I thought she was talking about herself. I'm never going back to myself for a pedicure. Oh, that's so so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's talking about herself. Oh my God. Not for nothing. I painted my nails. Well, I had to like peel off my dip nails and it was god awful. And so I painted some today and they look like a hot mess. So Randy Ophelia, you're looking like a mess. Well, I'm hoping that with New York, we dig a little bit deeper um the Dorinda stuff hopefully like she resolves that Leah we want to get to know her more um <laughs> I follow Avery Singer of and her arm workouts <laughs> work which Avery looks good and I've been like considering doing her arm walk workouts like because they actually look great but I love the stuff with like her and Mario cooking and coexisting and quarantining I and I'm hoping I'm hoping that this is like a preface to her and Mario getting back together. I mean, it could be. I'm here for it. I'm Mm -hmm. here for it. I think, I think Ramona, I think that they could even have like a situation where they like live together, but like have kind of like an open relationship kind of thing where they're like there for each other. I just feel like Ramona doesn't want to be with Mario. Like, I feel like... I really wonder how even the, like, co-living together for the quarantine happened. You know? Uh, they're down in Florida, and I don't yeah. even know if that's, like, their home that they own. Like, I don't know. I was wondering about that, too, if they have maybe a place. Mario. I was like, why would... Maybe. Because Ramona was never, like, an I'm going down to Florida, Palm Beach kind of person. Like, that was always, like, Luann's place. Like, oh, I'm going down to Florida. I'm going to Florida. I feel like Ramona was never, she's always had the hamster. She was going later. I remember that. Because, like, right around Luann's wedding to Tom, she would be going to Florida to visit her friends. Yeah. Yes. But I don't ever remember her saying that she owned a place. But it wouldn't surprise me if she did. She makes so much money. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I like them together. And then after Mario's girlfriend that he cheated on Ramona with cheated on him, I haven't really seen anything in the news about him dating anybody else. And then remember he was on last season, like oh, trying yeah. to get snuggled up with Ramona. So I don't know. I'm kind of here for it. I kind I think it's cute. I like, I like their dynamic. I like their dynamic too. And I just like that. They're like great parents to Avery. You could just yeah. tell that she was always the priority, even when they split up. 
And I think yeah. that, that is a really healthy way of going about a divorce, especially an incredibly public one. Yeah. And I think Ramona dealt with it so much better than a lot of other housewives and a lot of stuff wasn't messy, like Shannon Bedore and her husband and you know what I mean? Like uh, just other ones like that were just so messy. Ramona kind of like dealt with it, kept it under wraps and like now they're friends. Yeah. Whatever. Friends, dare I say. <laughs> Well, the OG from the OC, Vicki Gumbelson, had to confirm that her April wedding is now postponed. I'm so sad, and I'm so glad Bravo didn't think that, oh, wait, Vicky's wedding storyline would secure her an orange for next year. I'm glad they had the foresight to see that. What Have you been listening to her podcast? I listened to it a couple weeks ago, and I actually liked it. I find Really? Vicky, like, when she's just being Vicky and, like, completely being compulsive and talking with Steve and he's, like, talking her off a ledge and, you know, she's just talking a mile a minute, going crazy, like, talking about, you know, not being able to go to restaurants and, you know, just, like, stupid shit like everybody's talking about right now. But, I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny and silly, but I I don't know if I'm going to be a repeat listener. I haven't listened to it, but it hasn't also received rave reviews so I'm like eh, if it was good enough then I'd probably do it but I was just interested in that but I saw that that she was like talking about it and it being postponed like on different blogs and stuff oh god everyone in their goddamn podcast I saw Teddy Mellencamp was like I'm back on my podcast like I'm no longer on maternity leave so I'm gonna be recording I'm like who wants this who asked for that <laughs> I don't know I mean there's so many housewives that have podcasts. Brandy Glanville has a podcast. Zim Zolciak, Kim Zolciak, Beerman has a podcast. Vicky has a podcast. Brandy and Stephanie in Dallas have a podcast. Like tons Remember of housewives. Have one. MJ had one. Oh, the short-lived one. Yeah, short-lived, incredibly short-lived. I mean, like James Kennedy had one. I feel like everyone and their mom has. Ariana and Rand have one. Saucy's is popular, actually. Saucy's is really popular, yeah. She's definitely got big numbers. But pretty much, like, anything Saucy does, she has die-hard supporters, and I am one of them. But, like, she, I feel like, can do anything, and it'll sell, and... But the thing is, is that, like, all the popular cast members of any show are the ones that own who they are. They're not thinking about anything. Bethany, Saucy. Like, those people that are generally kind of rough around the edges, they're like, yep, I'm a bitch. Like, this is who I am. Like, yes. Like, do I love murder and gore and stuff like that? Yes, I do. Like, you know? And that's what people appreciate. And that's why they have those diehard fans, not the kind of, like, fake people like Dorit. Is there, a, a like, a fan site for Doritos? Like, I don't think so. Mm-mm. You know, because she's so fake doesn't talk about stuff pretends that she's something else like pretends that everything's good sheena are there like sheena fans sheena is like so false about her relationships and stuff like that people just don't resonate with it so that's why i think stassi and and bethany have such diehard fans because they're like yeah you know like they are who they say they actually are totally well, Vicky's daughter, Brianna, uh, announced this past week that she is pregnant with her third baby. The baby is due in November, and it will be the third. I can't believe Troy is seven and Owen is five. I feel like it was just yesterday she was having kids, but she's so young. She's like 33, I think. Uh, listen, I don't want to follow Ryan, but I check his Instagram. 
find the time. Again, he's a peripheral character the on The Housewives. <laughs> you are very upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my weekly check-ins. <laughs> uh-huh. oh but yeah, so I'm excited for them. And Brianna's, she was the first kid that we really got to watch, like, everything and grow up and, you know a full grow yeah, up situation. Her relationships and she got married to whoever she wanted without Vicky's approval and like <gasps> yeah all of that was really good but um, you know what that takes a really strong woman she probably knew Vicky would be a nightmare in the wedding planning process mm-hmm. and you know would stick her big nose into things and have opinions on her husband and his choices and the way you know, I mean, Ryan's not a saint. We all saw that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a, like people are like, oh, he was so aggressive towards Lydia's mom. He's abusive towards Brianna. It's like they're, no. I don't know. I just was reading all this shit where it's like, she needs to leave him, not have another baby. It's like, well, who the fuck are you to say? Like, she's pregnant. Like, just say good luck and safe baby. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. They lost a lot of weight together. They were doing the keto diet. <laughs> yeah, they look really good. I'm definitely they look fantastic. Yeah, very happy for her. And I mean, I don't know that keto diet. I I don't know if I really if I subscribe uh, to that. I can't do it. When I saw I this girl eating a keto salad, I'm like, "There's big pieces of salami in your salad." I'm like, "What, what about <laughs> that is horrible?" Well, also, too, like my girlfriend did it. She looked amazing. She lost like 30 pounds. And then she got kidney stones that were incredibly painful. And then you look up like side effects of doing keto and what the diet entails. And that's like a common um, thing that occurs with them. She went to like the hospital for it. I was like, no way. Damn. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Just eat fruits, vegetables, uh, lean meats and grains. Um, okay, so the last, <laughs> I like, it's, it's painful, especially like now where, you know, all these people are dying and they're like, oh, he had no pre-existing conditions. And it's like, he was unhealthy for 30 years. He might not have ever gone to the doctor to find out if he yeah, had these issues. So it's like, you know, food needs to be used as nutrition right now. And I think it's the simplest, easiest way to protect your body from, um, getting really really sick but besides the point so weird shit happened in atlanta this past week sheree whitfield who was on the atlanta housewives for a while i don't know how her seasons in front of me because i'm unprepared so she wrote on instagram a couple weeks a couple days ago saying please keep my mom and family in your prayers i was hesitant to post my concerns for my mother's safe return Although I have been in close contact with the police for the past two weeks, I'm also pretty private when it comes to my family. Also, in the past, my mom has taken personal vacations without letting the family know, and we respect that side of her. However, this is as long as she's gone without reaching out to anyone from the family or her friends. Right now, we're leaning on God and staying positive and prayerful prayer for, for her safe return home. She has been found to preface all of this, thank God. But... It just seemed like this was an interesting situation where she's been taking personal vacations without letting her family know for a long time. Yeah, I don't know about the personal vacations, but I remember when I saw it originally. So I follow the Shade Room, and the Shade Room had posted about it. And so I did get the feeling that maybe it was like an Alzheimer's thing or something where, yeah. And so I was like, there has to be a reason why she's talking about her mom and missing. I'm like, something's 
kind of missing out of the equation. So, but she was found like in Ohio. She was found in Ohio? Yeah, that's what I saw. Damn. It's just like, I wonder what the, what the situation is. And I'm glad she's found and safe and healthy. But it definitely was weird when I was seeing all of these like missing persons alerts. But actually, I'm an episode behind on Atlanta. That's like the one thing I have to watch. What's going on with it this season? Because to be quite honest, like I haven't been watching this season, but the past couple seasons have been like a little bit rough for me to kind of get into. Not bad. I always enjoy watching it when I do watch it and they all make me laugh, but it's definitely not grabbing me in like some of the other shows right now. Like I'm going straight for summer house even though everybody hates below deck sailing i love it <laughs> like i'm watching that one pretty fervently family karma family mm-hmm. karma yeah but exactly like so i'm going to summer house family karma and those ones first rather than atlanta yeah um what was i gonna say oh summer house i haven't been watching only because i'm still trying to catch up from the beginning on hulu so i'm on like season two or three because i want to get the whole background but from what I've heard of, like, different things, like, everybody's over Kyle completely. I haven't even gotten to when Hannah's introduced. Funny enough, like, randomly, because you know how, like, on Instagram it goes to, like, general accounts that you may like? There was a bunch of funny jokes, and they were from Hannah. And so I started following Hannah. This was, like, months ago. And then I saw that she was on Summer House, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's why she would have come up on my stuff. It's, like, stuff that you would like. So I like her as like a personality on Instagram before I even knew she was on Summer House. But like I said, like I haven't even gotten to the season where she's on Summer House yet. She's a gem. I really, really like her on the show. And her friendship with Paige is really cute. And it's nice to just see like good girlfriends being true friends to one another. I think, you know, we could compare Summer House to Vanderpump Rules if if we're going to do that. And like, you just see how atrocious all of those female friendships are and they're all just based on like <laughs> lies and convenience. And so it's nice to see yeah. that they actually have genuine friendships. But the work yeah. of sisters were the worst and I'm glad they're no longer. Oh, like, I can't, like, I'm a song in season two with like Lauren and her sister's gone. Oh, I don't, like, I just can't stand her. I'm just like, oh my. Well, there, she got engaged, the Lauren. She did. She got to one of the, one of the coaches of, like, an NFL team. Yeah. I saw that, because I did a little. A little better than Carl. A little bit better. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, she had to deal with Lauren all the time. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, Mercedes, this brings us to the end of today's episode. We talked about so much. We always do. I know. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, everybody out there is being able to de-stress by listening to podcasts. I hope so. I hope we can see everybody again. In New York, at least, I hope that, like, we can have some more of our happy hours because we were, like, doing pretty good about having them monthly. And it was fantastic just to get to meet up with so many other Bravo fans um, every couple weeks. Um, well, to think a year ago we had the Roni premiere party. Oh, and it would have been fantastic. And so it's frustrating. Yeah. We can't yeah. leave. But also, it's the times. We just got to roll with it. But thank you again for coming on. This was great. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon.
Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.